0: This podcast is about Sir Barnes Neville Wallace, who was an extraordinary British inventor, designer, and scientist. I will be talking about his life and his many amazing accomplishments, and I hope you enjoy. Wallace was born on September 26, 1887, in Ripley, Derbyshire, England. His first job was at Thames Engineering Works, where he made ship engines. He then started working for Vickers, an engineering firm where he designed the R100 and the R101. The R100 and the R101 were massive airships that hit record-breaking speeds of 80 miles per hour while making journeys to Canada. However, when World War I started in 1914, Admiralty cut funds on aircraft manufacturing, and Wallace found himself out of a job. He tried out for the Army, but would not be accepted because of his poor eyesight. As soon as he was rejected, Vickers was recalled, and Wallace was given back his job. Wallace continued his work on airship development and designed both the Wellington and Wellesley bomber planes. The Wellington bomber was one of the most successful aircrafts in the British military. Over 11,000 were produced. It had dual engines and was a long-range bomber. The Wellesley was a light bomber, of which 177 were produced. He also invented the seismic bomb, which was dropped from high altitudes and could deliver massive explosions. It was used to destroy bridges and buildings that were too big for regular bombs. Another groundbreaking invention of his was the geodesic airframe, which was not only incredibly strong and light, but it was an outer frame, which allowed more space on the inside to carry fuel or bombs. This was a widely used frame that carried on throughout the war. When World War II began in 1939, Wallace was the assistant chief designer for Vickers. Wallace's main accomplishment and what he is now known for is for designing and creating the bouncing bomb which was used during the Dam Busters raid in 1943. Wallace still li- believed that the way to take down the German army was to stop their manufacturing of war machines and artillery. It took 150 tons of water to produce one ton of steel, so Wallace turned his attention to figuring out how to destroy the German dams that provided the water to manufacturing plants. There were many design challenges that he needed to overcome, The first being that there were these huge steel nets that were used to to prevent torpedoes or other underwater explosives from destroying the dams. So Wallace's bomb would would have to somehow travel over the nets. However, it was incredibly hard for bombers to hit certain targets. In fact, only about one-fifth of bombs dropped in the British Air Force hit their targets. That is where the idea for a bomb to bounce over the nets started. Wallace's idea was to have a cylindrical steel drum lined with explosives that would be dropped from a low altitude plane and then would proceed to bounce over the top of the water and over the steel nets, then hit the edge of the dam and blow up. Wallace started by testing his theory with marbles. He would slingshot the marbles at certain angles over the water in order to find the right angle and speed at which to release his bomb. However, the angle needed be impossibly low which was way too hard for a plane to fly so he applied backspin which allowed the bomb to be released at a much higher angle and still bounce next he realized that the bomb would not be able to carry enough explosives to cause enough damage to the dam this is where backspin comes in again when the bomb hit the dam it continued to spin as it sank the bomb would bounce off and come back to the wall When the bomb hit the lake's bottom, pressure-sensitive pistols would trigger the explosives. And because of the immense water pressure, the explosion was focused outwards rather than up and down. This would cause enough damage to blow a hole in the dam. On May 16, 1943, 19 modified Lancaster bombers, each equipped with one bomb, flew under the cover of night to the Ruhr Valleys where the dams were. It was considered a suicide mission because in order for the bombs to work, the planes had to release them at an altitude of 60 feet. And a suicide mission it was, as only 8 of the Lancaster bombers made it back and 53 officers died. However, the bombs worked and the dams were destroyed, creating a turning point in the war as the vital factories that were needed to produce steel, a key substance in the war, were destroyed. When the war was over, Wallace led aeronautical development and research for the British Aircraft Corporation. He finally retired in 1971. As recognition for the incredible engineering work Wallace had done, he was knighted in 1968, awarded the Albert Medal and the Royal Medal, before dying on October 20, 1979. Wallace was an incredible engineer and an incredible person, His many designs and smart thinking have made him a figure in history and an inspiration to us all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you learned something new. I was interested in doing Barnes Wallace because not only did his accomplishments interest me, but he is also my great-great-uncle. I hope you enjoyed it, and that's all, folks.